Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of Backup Stories. My name is Justin Townsend. As always, I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Rob Newmeyer. How's it going? So, Rob, this was a real exciting week, I'll say. Uh -huh. uh, not only did we get an absolute mountain of comics to go through, we got to see Avengers. Yes. Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, since it's so new, we're not going to get into any spoiler talk. We're really just going to recommend, uh, that everybody stop what they're doing and go see it. Would yeah. You, uh, really quickly. Like, I mean, like dislike. Oh, I absolutely loved it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's what I thought. I had a big stupid grin on my face the whole time. Just about, uh, I got to go with, uh, my wife and Bobby Shortle and, uh, Bob Ryer. And uh, if you've been following uh, Bobby's posts at all this week, he put up two gifts of what I looked like during the movie, which was pretty much just a little girl yelling at the top of her lungs, like in excitement. And that's pretty much what it was like for me. Uh, but we're going to be doing a spoiler cast of the show probably in the next, I don't know, two weeks or so. I'll say we'll give people time to go see see the film and then we'll, we'll sit down and we'll we'll dissect it and we'll you know we'll talk about our favorite parts, things that we were surprised about. Um, and then we'll probably rank, you know, where it lists on, uh, our personal lists of Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to, to work out a list. What do you want to do? Top five, top 10? I'll say we'd do top five, top 10. Why don't we just rank them all? All right, fine. We could do that. And, and we'll see like how our lists. I already know what's in last place, but we'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, and as always, uh, we are a spoiler cast. Yes. Like, obviously we're not going to do it with Avengers. Um, but our books this week and we're gonna have some daredevil talk um you know we we definitely won't hold back yeah so uh you mentioned daredevil uh let's get in i finally got to finish the show Fantastic. uh i we got to bang out i'll say like the last five episodes in like two days which was really good i uh, did and stay awake yes surprisingly uh she was able to stay awake and that's why we were able to do it because i had plans to play play some Halo with Jackie one night. I was going to play some Destiny with um, some friends, and I had to message and be like, nope, she's staying awake. I have, to, I have to watch Daredevil while I can. Otherwise, it would have taken me months to finish it. So we were able to finish it. We're going to get into some spoiler talk on Daredevil. Uh, so again, if you haven't finished the season yet, uh, I'd probably you know, uh, pause, come back, or maybe just skip ahead, I'll say, maybe about like five, five minutes or so. Pause and watch the 13 episodes yeah. and come back. You could do all that. <laughs> um, so maybe like, maybe like five or ten minutes talk on Daredevil. Yeah. Um, my general impression uh, was that it was fantastic. Okay. Now, let, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Um, what was your first thoughts when you heard that they were going to be making a Daredevil show? Well, I was excited uh, that they were going to be doing it. Uh, I love Daredevil. Um, that movie, the, you know, the original movie with Ben Affleck left a sour taste in everyone's mouth. But when I heard about the deal that Marvel was making with Netflix, uh, I thought it was really interesting. Um, not one for TV. Uh, it used to be, but I just don't have time to watch TV anymore. So, like, I don't watch any of the other comic book shows. No Arrow, no Shield, no Flash, and, uh, well, no Gotham, but I think that's okay. Uh, but it took a while for me to actually get interested in it. I saw the first trailer, and I was just like, okay, like, you know, maybe one day I'll get around to it. But uh, I think it was the second trailer that really focused on the Kingpin. Yeah, yeah. That got me interested enough to sit down and watch it. And uh, when I did, I, I was glad that I did because, I mean, it grabbed me from the first episode on. I, I thought it was really good the way that they did it. Yeah. Um, I, I just liked how, you know, it didn't follow the formula of, okay, first episode is your origin episode. 
It's like the whole 13 episodes was his his origin, yeah. basically. And the Kingpins as well. Oh, God, yes. Um, absolutely amazing portrayal of, of Kingpin. Yeah, but my, you know, it took a while for me to grab it with the Kingpin. I thought... I thought he was portrayed great. Like he had a real sense of ferocity. But my deal was like, you know, reading the comics, when you see the the kingpin, he's just vicious. Like they mentioned in the beginning, like, oh, um, if you say his name, he'll not only kill you, he'll kill everyone in in, in your family. Uh-huh. Which is true. But like there was times when he was dealing with the other like the other drug lords in the city where, you know, he was almost apologetic. Uh he was um you know, a, a, a scared of maybe upsetting them and like what kind of dominoes would come if one of them was pissed at him. That's, that's the thing is he's, he's still working towards his greater goal. So if anything came toppling down way too early, then that would have just impeded yeah. what he was working towards. But right, uh, you know, at the end, you see him really transform and, and become, you know, the real son of a bitch that we know him to be. And I thought, I thought that was great. Um, yeah, uh, even better. I loved his uh, his assistant. Oh, uh, Wesley. Wesley. Wesley was, was great. Such a scumbag, and and so loyal on top of it that you know I, I fell in love with that dude. Yeah, I liked how it was a tale of two bromances in a way. Uh huh. You, oh, had, yeah. you yeah. had Wilson and Wesley, and then you had Matt and Foggy. And I thought my favorite character out of the whole show was Foggy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought Foggy was nailed spot on. Uh, um, I, the actor's name who's playing him um, is slipping my mind. But, I've already stated I'm terrible with yeah, names. Yeah, both of us are terrible with names. But, I mean, he was in the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> That's how I remember him. And uh, I thought, I mean, he was just, he was perfect. Like, you read the comics and you kind of have an idea of who Foggy is. But, like, you know, the, the, wanted to make Foggy a little bit younger. But, I mean, I thought it was great. I, I thought that the storyline was fantastic. The Some of the deaths, though, really shocked me. Yeah, uh, and I, I had stated this before to to a couple of different people, but like right at the end of episode three, the the line that you said before, like if you say his name, he'll kill you and family, everyone yeah. you love. When that guy impaled himself like through that pole, uh, it was a game changer. It was like okay, that's where they're going. Yeah, it was nice to see. Like, I mean, I. I have a hard time watching TV because once you start watching stuff on like HBO, it's hard to go back for me to like normal, you know, censored TV. And I like where they went. They taken like the Marvel Knights vibe. Like this is dark. This is gritty. This is going to be insanely violent. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's perfect because, you know, they have network TV for the family fun, friendly kind of stuff. Like shield. Yep. Then they have their their movie universe where they can get a little bit, you know, real guns killing people like Winter Soldier-ish. Um, and then now they have Netflix where they could just go all out. And um, they, they definitely do. And, you know, I'm kind of glad that even though they had all that violence and stuff like that, it's like they, they could have easily went the, you know, just gratuitous sex and, you know, showing tits and stuff uh they did shy away from it they did um, yep. that that didn't bother me in the least you know it, it, it doesn't need that no it doesn't it doesn't need it at all um let's talk about let's talk about the one big reveal or the one big death um and uh i was surprised you know you have you, at a certain point you realize 
somebody's going. It's going to be Karen Page or it's going to be Ben Yurik. Uh-huh. And uh, if you're familiar with the comics at all, um, you know that things eventually don't end well for Karen. And uh, the whole time I was really surprised. Um, I was just waiting for it to happen. And it doesn't happen to her. It happens to Ben. And I really thought that Ben was going to be the Colston of the uh, the Netflix universe, so to speak, where he could be the tie the, the, the tying piece in Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was surprised he was taken off the board because he was uh, he was portrayed perfectly. Yep, uh, it had all of his tenacity, his morals, everything was there. Um, I that did really, really shock the hell out of me because yeah. I was not expecting that in the least bit. Um, I, I had not tears, but I, I definitely had like mist, I guess you could say it, it sucks. Uh, I love that character. Um, their relationship in the comics is one of like great mutual respect. Yeah. Um, and I would have loved to have seen that, you know, played s- out, played out in another season. We'll see. We'll see whether. So this, what all this, out. all this tells me is that everything's on the Like everything you think, you know, is kind of off the table. Uh-huh. Like for me, that changes everything. It changes the way that I look at Karen. Now Karen could become a, like a main player here. Um, you know, they, they, they drop hints along the way that, you know, Ben liked Karen so much because Karen, uh, you know, push the envelope, you know, it reminded him of a, uh, she reminded him of a younger himself. So who knows? Maybe Karen becomes the new Ben. I mean, they could go anywhere oh, that, with that's this. That's where now. I think it's going. That, that's going. Yeah. And, uh, cause he, he influenced her so much and she took it upon herself to, to do a lot of this investigating because of him. So yeah. I, I think that, that she'll definitely work, work up to that. Yeah. And uh, right before we, we came on the air, we talked about uh, the Iron Fist kind of uh, teaser that they threw in there. There was a bunch of teasers. Yeah. Oh, but, sure. There was yeah, there start, was a bunch start of off with that. There was a bunch of Easter eggs. Uh, but Gao, who was one of the uh, the crime lords, um, and you always assumed that she was from China. So at the end, when they're they're talking about, you know, betraying Wilson, um, Leland, uh, when, when it all goes bad, they, they realize like they got to all they got to all bail. And so Leland says, like, well, where will you go back to China? And then she kind of like very um, wryly says, oh, it's it's much further than that. And uh, for me, like I, I my wife asked me, like, where where do you think that she's going? And I thought of a couple of places, but the, you know. The one thing I thought was maybe it was like maybe they're foreshadowing Iron Fist and it's Kung Lao. And then if you look down at those packets of cocaine, uh, they had or heroin, whatever, or heroin, whatever, whatever yeah. it was, they had on um, they had the dragon symbol mm-hmm. that's on Danny's chest. That was beautiful. Yeah, absolutely I, beautiful. And I didn't like I, I I pieced together the Kung Lao part from what she said because it was you know making saying it's oh it's a lot further than that. You're, it's one of a couple of places. Uh, but then I completely forgot about the dragon stamps, and uh, yeah, I mean that, that that's really cool. And uh, there's been some casting rumors about who could be playing uh, Danny in Iron Fist. Okay, and, uh, so I, I was listening to Howard Stern um, the day that uh, Ryan Felipe was on, and he just he started to mention Netflix, and my head like blew up i was like oh my god he'd be perfect he is iron fist i will lose my shit he'd be very good at it uh 
first off, he's such a great guy. Uh, I've, I've seen him in plenty of things and heard plenty of interviews. Uh, he's like genuinely a nice person. So I would, I would bug out because he really does look like Danny Rand. Yeah. Um, um, but other, other little teasers and stuff that, that, you know, people are talking about or people have seen, uh, like in the scene where they're showing Matt and Foggy in their internship position, like at the, you know, the big, uh, lawyer's office, there's a guy that walks by and says, uh, that, that he just saw Morales and now Miles Morales, both of his parents were lawyers. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. So people, you know, people are kind of looking at there that. Was, there was a lot of stuff like oh, that sure. where they, they dropped names. I mean, I, they, they, uh, they casted Melvin as Gladiator, like almost perfectly. Like I saw him and was like, I know exactly who this is. I thought they nailed um, Vanessa. Oh, she's perfect. She, she was, I, I, I recognized her when she was in the art gallery. I'm like, I wonder if this is Vanessa. And uh, later on, the, you know, you, you find out her name and then just the way that she slowly kind of drifts towards the edge. And then you could tell that she's ready to jump over it. Yeah, that the, the whole scene when they're having dinner alone in the tower and like she reveals she has a handgun. Yeah. Uh, and just the trust, you know, she takes it out, gives it to him. That that was great. Uh, and I like at the end when she's telling them, like, we'll make them pay. Like, yep, she's she's jumped over over that morality line now which was really great to see mm -hmm. so i'm excited now to watch all of this like i'm excited to watch um jessica jones which is supposedly later this year yeah then luke cage and then, uh, and then uh, iron fist and then the defenders miniseries uh all of these characters are contractually obligated now to appear in a marvel movie if needed and the rumor is that they will all be in infinity uh what is it infinity war part two that's the rumor mm -hmm. going right now so it'll be really interesting to see like i mean that's 2019 when, when all that will tie together but it'll be really cool to see all that come come full circle and they'll, uh, them all meet up as long as i live till 2019 i'll be happy yes <laughs> just i'll plug my ears i don't need to hear about any more movies after that just give me get, get me to 2019 yeah it'll be fine uh but yeah the just like you were saying before though and then we'll move on but the the person that's going to tie a lot of this together is uh the night nurse yes um she'll be showing up in in all these other series um so that that's cool she was awesome yeah she was and i you know you think all right it's going their relationship her and matt are building towards something and then just right in the middle of the season it cuts off mm -hmm. and then you don't see her again you see her for like one scene so she's in like let's say like the first five or six episodes in a big way mm -hmm. and then nothing for the rest of the season which is like good like good in a way like if she's going to become a night nurse like she's not going to be involved in in the full season or like it completely in matt's life like she shows up when she's needed yeah i mean th there was the possibility of a relationship there but you know she doesn't want to deal with with matt's goings yeah i liked it a lot yeah. um if you yeah. haven't watched daredevil and you still listen to all that i still think it's completely worth watching um I, you know, if if you're a Marvel fan, like I would definitely check this out. Um, and again, like you know, if you haven't figured it out yet, it is I, I would say not for children at all. No, 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 no. no. Like our friend Jackie, uh, she would she planned to watch it with her her son, and he's what ten, ten or eleven, ten or eleven. I think he's just turning eleven. Luke, let me know how old you are. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like. I don't know, Jackie. I think you might want to shy away from that for like just a 
a couple of years at least. Yeah. Uh, it gets pretty nasty. <laughs> so jumping from the Daredevil TV series, let's talk about the Daredevil comic book. This is Daredevil number 15. You put this on the pile, and uh, I was completely fine with it. Um, we know that Wade's coming off this book in July is his last issue, uh -huh. and things have been going pretty swell for Matt um, in the last, I'd say, like the last couple of issues. Ever since he moved to San Francisco and exposed his identity, you know, things have been going well. He's got a book deal. Like, everybody loves him. And, of course, it being Daredevil, none of that can last for very long. Nope. Nope, just like there's the Parker luck, there is, you know, the Murdoch luck also. Um, everything goes to absolute shit in this issue. Yes, it does. Um, now, I love the Shroud. Uh, ever since, like, I was young and I was reading Spectacular Spider-Man, he was in a, a storyline that, that caught my attention, and, you know, that's where I learned about him. Um. So to to finally see the real son of a bitch he is in this, uh, you know, it was great. I was completely unfamiliar with his character until I saw him pop up in Daredevil. And uh, you were right. He is a total jerk. And so, you know, he has the owl um, captured. He's looking for his wife. Is uh -huh. his wife or, is it wife or girlfriend? Is his wife, right? Yes. So the Shroud's looking for his wife, and he somehow has the owl hooked up to these machines which lets him tie into every video feed in the city. And, you know, Matt's trying to stop him. There, he's actually working with the owl's daughter, uh, which was like a neat little twist. And uh, to make Matt's life hell, he kind of broadcasts everything in Matt's life that's happened in the last couple of months. So from, you know, moments with Foggy, where, you know, Foggy's supposed to be dead, shows he's not, to very intimate moments with him and Karen, uh, and, but well, the part that really got it was that, you know, he's a lawyer and um, attorney client privileges of secrecy are huge. And the Shroud just dumps all of those conversations onto the web. And everybody's blaming Matt, not knowing what's going on. Now the police are after him. Uh, so, of course, everything ends badly. But the part that really shocked me was the end of the issue. Yes, uh, he's back, quote unquote. Um and it, it's should have seen it coming technically because with with all of the Netflix stuff, uh, he would have had to have been used at some point. But I definitely commend Wade for for not doing it earlier because you know it, it just seems like you know you jump on Daredevil, you need Elektra, you need Kingpin, you need Bullseye. Yeah. those are like the three go tos for for writers. Uh, it seems so. So for him to kind of hold back and yeah. and not bring Mister Fisk into the fold until now, uh, love it, absolutely love it. Because yep. everyone everyone thought he was dead. I completely forgot where Fisk was. Um, you know, I wondered why he was being used, and then right before we came on, it was like you know, you said, oh, everyone thought he was dead, and it took took us a while to figure out why. And then it goes all the way back to Superior Spider Man yep. when Superior Spider Man. Uh, Otto has the assault on Shadowlands where Fisk was ruling the hand. Uh, Fisk fakes his death there. I mean, and that's going back well over two years, I want to say, somewhere in that range, year and a half. Uh, 700, yeah. 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 Um, two years. So he hasn't been used at all. And it was kind of funny. Like, you think 
Kingpin's going to be used. I mean, Spider-Man's always been an enemy, but you think, uh, you know, Kingpin faking his death. The reason nobody, rem- like, I, I couldn't remember it was because I was thinking of Daredevil. I completely forgot about looking at Superior Spider-Man. So that was really cool. That was a cool reveal. So we are in May. So we have, what, probably about like three issues left. Maybe four if they do a double ship, if they have like an oversized last issue. Uh, I'm not sure if they've numbered which one is going to be the last one. I just know it's in July. And how Secret Wars affects it. Yeah. If I if I was uh, if I was Wade and stuff, I wouldn't even let Secret Wars touch this. Like there, <laughs> there are some books where it's just not it's not playing a part in it, uh-huh. and they're kind of just uh, letting the story roll letting through. the story roll through. And like this seems like a book like this. I, I don't want this to end on a tie into Secret Wars, even though I am excited about Secret Wars. I want this story to just be its own thing, untouched mm-hmm. and finished in its own way. Yeah. Now creators had a choice if they wanted to to add that in or not so and hopefully wade chose uh not yeah excellent daredevil thumbs up oh as always mm-hmm. and uh interesting another book that uh has a uh, event going on around it that it's kind of ignoring is batman number what number is that one 40 number 40 finally oh yeah so this this book was delayed by what a month about and uh batman is like lost to me like I was a huge fan of the TV series Lost. Um, oh, okay. I thought you said Batman's Lost to me. Oh right? no, never. Uh, like when I was watching Lost, it was an event. Like every every week was like its own movie to me. Like it was something that you sit down with popcorn and like you you looked forward to it all week, and then you talked about it for the week up until the next issue or the next episode came out. And that's how I viewed this whole Batman um, Snyder and Capullo run is like every issue that comes out is like a mini event to me. It's the first thing that I read when it comes out. Mm-hmm. It is consistently getting better and more interesting. Uh, maybe that's not a great comparison to Lost, depending on how you feel about the series. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it was. And um, the wait from 39 to 40 being delayed by about a month was excruciating. And especially because <clears throat> we were able to read the free comic book day stuff a little bit early. Um and it kind of spoils it, which we're actually going to get into next, but we'll, we'll stick on Batman for now. So this week, <clears throat> I, I had that book sitting on my shelf for, like, I'll say three weeks without now, did, did you read reading. it? I did no? not okay. read it. Okay, I was about to say. Okay. You okay. did, and you told me, don't, don't read Divergence if you want to go into Batman 40 unspoiled. I said, don't read Divergence and st- stay away from all social media yeah. because... There is no doubt that that this will get spoiled. Yeah, and the mainstream media will pick it up, and uh, it was. Uh, but I was able to to stay away from it, and so Batman Forty is the end of Endgame, uh, the great uh, run that uh, Snyder's been writing, dealing with Batman's or his Snyder's last Joker appearance in the book, and they were you know it, it's been dealing with some heavy stuff like uh whether the the possibility that the joker has been eternal like eternally living and just the being pale man. yeah the pale man who wrecks gotham for eternity and uh i was unsure whether that was actually the case that's how good snyder was doing with this i i really and, and parts of me actually hoped that it was true see that's it uh hmm. i don't know how i would have felt um, that seems to be a popular opinion. Correct. Yeah, because because in my head, it's like the Joker has one sole purpose, and if he was eternal, you know, there there was no Batman. So what what was his goal? You know, and why would it have just been Batman that that made him only focus on Batman? You know, he still would have been doing other things. 
my thoughts on it were that he say that the Joker just chooses Gotham, that land to just torment for forever. And we, we wouldn't know, we wouldn't have known why is that he would have just been there making life miserable in the shadows forever until somebody was a, doing enough to stop him, to pull him out of the shadows. Like he, he would have been the first real opponent of the Joker where the Joker could not, could not beat him. And for me, it could have ended where Batman does something and cures the Joker and the Joker is no longer eternal. And that could have set off a new status quo. But in the end, it doesn't matter because we find out he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you've been reading this, you know, at the end of um, Death of the Family, Batman and Joker are in the cave, they're fighting, and Batman throws Joker off this cliff. And by doing that, uh, the Joker at the time had had his face cut off. Uh, he had done that, I think, in what was it, Detective? In the, in, Detective right, women. Comics number one, yeah, the doll maker. Yeah. And so he finds what was it? Like, it's almost like the Lazarus pit. Correct, yeah. Uh, because. Like the whole Court of Owls thing was was basically to show that even Batman doesn't know all of Gotham because there are places that are still hidden uh, to him, and there were all of these tunnels and caves under Gotham that that had been unexplored by Batman. Um, and in one of these caves, there there was a pit, like a Lazarus pit. They call it something different, uh, but it was able to to heal, and so the Joker finds it. Uh, goes into it, heals, and that's how he was able to, you know, get his face back. And you know, he starts off this whole shebang with Batman, where you know there he's infecting the city, and now it comes down to Batman teaming up with villains to stop him. And of course, nothing is as it uh, looks. Nothing is is as it seems. Being Batman, he's always one step ahead. Now, how did you react in? the part where, you know, Bane throws Batman up to the Joker and they're fighting and you, you find, you find out that it's Dick and not, not Bruce. I thought it was great. I Um, thought it was really great. I did not see that coming. I didn't see it coming either. But once like, it's one of those things where it's like, you just have to always assume that he's one step ahead until he's ever not. Um, You have to just always assume like he's got something up his sleeve and it it shocked me. But then you look back at it and you're like, I should have seen this coming. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and then of course it, the, the, the issue goes on when the B- Batman and the Joker have this big battle, uh, by this pit and the Joker is ferocious. Like, he is. yeah, he's, he's like a caged tiger just going all out. And it's not, the, not something that you're used to seeing from the Joker. You're used to the Joker being relying on tricks and not brute physicality to uh-huh. take on Batman. And here he's got Batman, just Batman on, on seems out outmatched in a way uh-huh. and and the joker kind of brings that up he says you know how do you know all these years i haven't been holding back yeah and it makes you think and uh the issue comes down to you know batman and the joker both injured and batman saying that you know kind of like calling the joker's bluff like if you are eternal you won't need this pit uh-huh. but batman is messed up Oh God! Yeah, he has a freaking razor sharp playing card sticking out of his forehead, sticking out of his eye. Yeah. Half of his face is burned. Oh man! Uh, the Joker's back is broken. Uh huh. Yeah, and just I think this is an absolute masterpiece in terms of Capullo. Um, oh yeah, this is probably like some of the best uh, tight art because all of like the the stuff in the caves, just really really small detailed panels. Um, absolutely beautiful it's it's phenomenal and uh it ends uh it ends in a way that you would expect um 
we know that there is a new Batman coming. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But the Joker and Batman stay at the bottom of the cave. Um, it was really interesting to see, you know, the Joker is crawling to get to that pit. And Batman kind of goes, like, loses his mind and says that he believes the Joker and that the Joker was right and that he actually calls the Joker my friend. And the Joker becomes you know, very human in that moment. Like he's crawling to the pit, trying to heal himself. And he's like saying like, please let go, like let go, please. And it's like, he, he talks like an actual human being would talk, which you're not used to seeing. And it seems that Batman's lost his mind. And then the pit closes up and uh, they're trapped down there and we don't know what happens. And uh, that's how it ends. And the, the, the issue goes on and shows Alfred healing from his wounds in the hospital. And uh, they talk about Bruce's, last note to them and uh that was that was something yep two letters two letters and we'll let you figure out what it is uh, -huh. uh but i mean this was this is just masterful stuff i i don't want snyder to ever leave this book i mean it's gonna happen eventually you know yeah. we've talked with bobby before his guess is like 50 to 52 i think 52 would be perfect it would be like Symbolic of the new 52, right? That you have maybe one of the best Batman runs ever last for 52 issues. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because he's saying that this next storyline is his last. And I'm just glad that this is issue 40. And if it stretches to 50, 52, we'll at least get, uh, I would hope, like a minimum of 10 issues because what they're cooking up is insane. Yeah. Uh, didn't see it coming. So uh, we're recording this on Free Comic Book Day. Happy uh, Free Comic Book Happy Day. Free Comic Book Day. Uh, we recommend you go pick up Divergence, which is kind of like a bunch of little spoilers for the upcoming storylines, uh, upcoming Superman storyline where his identity is exposed by Lois Lane, uh, Justice League storyline, which is uh, we'll be talking about in a bit. Uh, but they also lead in with the, the new Batman. And um, I mean, this has been all over the internet. If you've managed to avoid it until now, bravo. Uh, and again, spoilers. Yes, spoilers are coming out. We, we've been dying to talk about this. Uh, so uh, Gotham needs a Batman. That's a that's a common theme. Yep. All hope is lost. People in the streets shining their own little homemade bat signals. Which was sky. beautiful to see hundreds of bat, uh, bat signals in the sky. Uh -huh. And so the you know a, a competitor of Wayne uh, decides to build a suit to have somebody be the Batman. And that person is none other than Jim Gordon. Yeah. Which uh, I did not see. I did not see coming at all. I thought it was going to be, you know, one of the bat family. Uh, my guess was, um, my guess was Jason. Okay. Just because we had seen images of the suit and it had the, that cannon up on the right. And uh, I thought maybe, you know, they, they've had, Dick B, Batman, in Battle for the Cowl, Jason does try and take the mantle. So, like, I thought maybe if they wanted to do something a little bit different, they might give Jason the spotlight. Uh, but it ends up being Jim, which I like better. What are your thoughts? I think it's it's brilliant. Um, just for the fact that, you know, okay, he was a Marine, so he has his combat training. Um, he was a, a cop and a clean cop at that, so he has his morals. Um, but... Like it still goes in my head. It's like, okay, will he, will he take on Batman's morals? You know, the whole no killing thing. Cause obviously as a cop, I'm sure there are some suspects at times that you do you need have to, to take. Yeah, down. absolutely. So he's killed before. Um, so where, where is he going to draw that line? My 
favorite part of all this is I want, and they've shown it in, you know, Batman Superman is continuing after uh, Convergence. Yeah. And I'm interested interested to see like how he interacts with the other heroes. Oh yeah, definitely. Is he going to be a member of the Justice League? Like we don't we don't know. Um, we I mean we don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Uh, so I think that this is like and they said this is the most insane thing we've ever done. And you know what? They're right. This is pretty crazy. But you know what? It's to me it like falls into that Superior Spider Man category sure. where this is going to be so off the wall different that i think it's going to stand out and with snyder writing it i have no doubt that it's going to be fantastic yeah i'm i'm super psyched uh and in terms of of other things ending and moving on to you know more big events uh you have avengers and new avengers both the the last issues of uh 44 for avengers 33 for new avengers so both both the last issues i don't know where to start with these i would start avengers first all right you know, the thing about Hickman is that dude loves to jump forward and back in time. Sure. So it's, it, I think the issue starts out in a diner. And months ago, it, it's Steve and Tony talking. And it's like, you know, Tony's going to go try and do his thing. And it's all those little moments that we didn't see from the eight-month jump. And it's, it's interesting to call back to here. But it, it, calls, it does a huge callback to the first issue where it says there was two men um i'm looking for the exact title here or let's see it started with two men one was life and one was death yep and that's how avengers number one started Mm -hmm. and with those two things and i mean this this issue just boils down to the 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 steve and tony dynamic and how there are always on opposite sides and it ends with them brawling as the world's about to end yeah all-out brawl um absolutely beautiful and so emotional too because you know the love that they have for each other and the hate that they have both both of those are so overpowering that that to see them physically harming each other it's you know it's disturbing yeah it's uh it's the end like it it, you're not used to seeing the avengers lose and so you'll see tachilla here in in the office of the white house and um you know, he's pissed. He's pissed that he didn't get the United States help when uh, Wakanda was leveled. Mm-hmm. And he makes a he makes a reference here like, you know, um, we believe the final incursion will occur in the next six hours. One of the generals is like, we could stop this. You know, we could we can do this. And he says, you're not listening, general. It's over. You and everybody else in this room are going to die. Uh-huh. I'm and not I'm not posturing. I'm delivering information. Exactly. And I think him bringing forth that message like it was just so smug of him and i think he enjoyed that so much it was like you effed me over um now i get to tell you this news that you're all done it's uh it's interesting how people like they don't really show too much of it but like if you realize you know steve thinks the world's he, he thinks it's done and they're i mean they're, they're talking about the raft that valaria was building and like we might not be able to stop this, but we could at least save humanity. Like we could get enough people. It's kind of like the, uh, the plot of interstellar mm-hmm. is like, we could get some people on a raft and we could find a, a way to at least save the human race. And they're arguing about who's going. And some people want Tony on there because he's their best builder. And Steve is like, that's just not happening. Like he's done too much. He doesn't deserve to live. Mm-hmm. And so everything's ending. You know, they're about to collide with the ultimate universe. And you see some of that in there where the, the people in the ultimate universe are preparing for the same thing. And it's like, I've been reading the ultimate universe since it's, 
since its inception and you're seeing the two sides going to be going to war yeah. to save their universe. And it's like, it's like, it's not good guy versus bad guy. It's good guy versus good guy. And S Steve and Tony figure out that the way that they want to spend their last moments is fighting each other to the death. Yeah. And it started with two men. One was one is life, one is death. And then that's where it ends. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't wait for secret wars. The other half of this being new Avengers is while all the heroes are acting like idiots, Dr. Doom is trying to save, save the world. Dr. Doom is the hero. So a couple of weeks ago, a couple of issues ago, we learned that um, there were two people causing the incursions and uh, the black swan was terrified of one of them. And we find out that person was Dr. Doom. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I don't get it. Do we just saw doom two issues ago, figuring this stuff out with the molecule man? Like what happens? And so we learn how Doom becomes the beginner or starts his own religion of, of swans and how the incursion started. And so we, we get to see this entire backstory of Doom, which fills in a lot of gaps. Sure, yeah. Uh, basically, the Molecule, Molecule Man brings it all to Doom. Um, you know, he's telling him, like, look, the Beyonders are coming. This is what they're going to do. Uh, and they're using me as their weapon. Um he is the constant in all the multiverse, you know, where everyone might have a counterpart and who differs in each each world. He is the same. Uh, and because he is so powerful in terms of, you know, what he could do, um, the Beyonders are going to use him to blow up everything. Yeah. And so he's told Doom he has to go kill every version of himself. So the doom goes back about 25 years in time. And uh, at a certain point, he's just not going fast enough. Like the, one of the versions of the molecule man come to him and said, it's only been five years. It's been five years. You've killed hundreds. When are you getting into the billions? And so then doom starts his own religion. Um, and to help him start taking all the molecule men out uh, at a certain point in this story, in, in this new Avengers Avengers story, there were still hundreds of thousands of universes and uh, the Avengers knew like, look, something's going on and then something happens and all of a sudden it drops to like 12 and that's where time starts running out because they realize what on earth just happened to take out thousands of universes. And in this issue, we find out it's the hubris of doom. Yep. Um, he's trying to stop the beyonders and you know, something he does causes that, that big drop in numbers. Um, you know, but he's doing it for the greater good. He's yeah. not, you know, he's not trying to just kill life. No, he was trying actually to save it, which is, you know, it, it's, it's a nice inverse is that he was trying to do the right thing for the right reasons and ends up dooming everybody. Whereas usually he's trying to do his own thing for his own reasons is that you have in the Avengers, you have the heroes acting like, like villains, not you know, at, at the end fighting each other and you have doom taking on this great task by himself, mm -hmm. which of course just doesn't work out. No. And that all leads to uh, technically what starts today and leads to next week, next week on comic book day, Wednesday, uh, secret wars number one comes out. But today on free comic book day, you have secret wars number zero zero. Um, 
another you know exciting issue we, we we i actually got to read this one a few weeks ago with you and it, we, we mentioned earlier about valeria building the raft uh this shows some of that where it's like this is a life raft for whatever can happen with humanity and it's a it's a nice recap of everything that's come up in hickman's run yes and uh the end of the issue just shows um the ultimate universe and and the 616 universe you know, coming together to start battling to try and save their worlds, uh -huh. uh, respectively. Now, I, I loved seeing the Future Foundation again. Yeah. Um, and the way that Hickman writes Valeria is just so damn perfect. It is great. It is great. I mean, I could, I could easily read a book about just the Future Foundation from Hickman's view because Valeria is a character that you know I know like next to nothing about. Uh, I, I got to read Hickman's Fantastic Four and like those characters, especially her, she was written so well. And, you know, she's been like a key part in this where it's like, you know, she hasn't been shown that much, but when she has come up, you know, she says you have to, she's saying to her father, like, you're going to lose. You have to learn how to lose. And that's where the idea of the life raft comes up. It's like, we're not going to win this. We're going to lose. We have to do something about it. You know, she's so smart. And even if you think way back, like just, just, when she was kind of siding with doom way back when, yeah, you know, trust in doom. Yep. Uh, who's to say that she didn't have an inkling of, of where things were going. Because oh, he obviously knew what was happening. I didn't even think of that. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, so secret wars number one will come out next week. That will supposedly change everything. Um, we're super stoked about it. We're going to be talking about it a lot. Um, and then we'll see what happens when the dust settles. But when the dust settles, we know that we're going to have at least one team of Avengers, and that's all they've announced so far. And we got to talk about this a few weeks ago when they announced the lineup, but this is the all-new, all-different Avengers, also free comic book day issue. And it's a small preview of that. Um, yeah, it's like a five, six-page story. Yeah. And uh, it's really like, um, it's interesting. It, it, it's a completely different feel uh, to the Avengers. You know, uh, you have the, the main guys, Vision, um, a version of Iron Man. We don't know who's behind the suit. Uh, Sam is Captain America, and they're taking on new members. And they they grab Miss Marvel, Miles Morales, and Nova. You know, and they they bring him. They bring them in, and they're they're kind of testing them to see if they're worthy of being Avengers. Yeah. And uh, I thought this issue was great because it shows why they are, and uh, it deals with them. You know, having to. There's like there's a disturbance going on. There's there's a bank robbery in, in in progress. There's a giant creature outside of the bank, and it's like you know um, they send the kids into the bank to make sure nobody gets out. Who's ever causing this? Don't get out. And they do. They 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 get out. That person escapes, and it's because that they chose to save a life over letting the villain escape. Uh -huh. And that was the test. Like you know that shows that these that these kids in a in a way are are Avengers. Like they're gonna do whatever they can to save people even if it, it means failing a certain mission and that's enough. And that's where kind of the issue ends is like, you know, the, the elder statesman saying like, you did the right thing. Uh -huh. And, uh, this is Wade writing it. Um, I'll be super stoked to see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I've always loved Wade and it just seems like he, he gets better and better as, as time goes on. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, him being on a solo book for such a long time to see him just jump onto a, a big team book again. Um, and especially something with, you know, this, this, uh, importance is, is great. 
You know what I thought about is that a couple of weeks ago we were debating who this Iron Man is. Oh yeah, I, well I have two guesses. Um, Miles is an import from the the six ten universe, the sixteen ten universe, the mm -hmm. Ultimate Universe. It could be another person from the Ultimate Universe, for all we know. Sure. It it could be. They make a mention of like, oh, when the Avengers were founded and stuff, and they mention not having Tony's money. But you know, until we know, it, it could be somebody from there as well. Who are your two guesses? Uh, it's either going to be Pym or Banner. Yes, that makes sense. Uh, especially if Rage of Ultron is in uh, continu uh, continuity or continuity. continuity. Um, <laughs> Uh, that would make sense. If you've read Rage of Ultron, Pym finds himself in a particular place at the end of that book, and perhaps he needs to wear this costume so as not to upset people, I'll say. Well, again, we don't know if it's we don't know if this is before or after that, True. if that is in continuity. So yeah. it's, it's one big game, and... Uh, it could be Tony. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they haven't come out and said it, uh -huh. that it's not. We just get the feeling that it's not. Yeah, we'll see. What's 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 our weekly checkup on convergence? This is convergence four. Convergence. Okay, so uh, Demios is getting the heroes together to go help him. You know, go into the territory of the warlord and help rescue the people that will be able to uh, possibly help them get out of all of this. Um, so that's one of the stories. The other one is you know. Uh, Dick Grayson was shot in the last issue. Um, His back is broken. Yeah, he is paralyzed uh, to a certain extent. So um, he gets healed, quote unquote, and you know he's able to walk again with with the help of uh, what's his name, the big world dude, to 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 something. Telos. Telos. Yes. So I always I, forget I his say name. Telos, and that's like a name of an old comic that I used to read too. Um, so yeah, Te Telos kind of wraps him in a metallic material that, that is able to support him and, and let him walk again. Um, so, you know, you actually have, uh, Dick getting to Telos, like saying like, look, this is wrong. Brainiac is using you. Um, you know, it's, it's wrong to have people fight against each other and kill each other. You could see the cracks Correct, beginning yeah. to form in, in his mind, like, I, don't, I might not have to do this. Uh -huh. He, he re remains steadfast in the fact that he does, but you could see the first like chinks in his armor. Yes, and that all comes to a conclusion towards the end because Demios is an asshole and is just playing the heroes uh, to basically get to all of these time masters and and really, really strong mystical people to reach their powers for his own and to break out Brainiac from, from where he is. Um, and, you know, Telos sees this, uh, the heroes finally figure out what's going on. Um, and I mean, it, it was just so blatant that, that this dude was a son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, they did, they just fell right into the palm of his hand. Um, so, you know, they, they see him leech all of this power. Uh, Brainiac appears before uh, before them and says, "Look, you know, you get me out of here. I'll do whatever you want." And that that's where we leave it for this week. 
So we'll have to see what goes on next week. I'm just reading this now just to read it because, you know, not being super familiar with all the DC characters, it's just one new character after another after another. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I'll be interested to see what happens with Brainiac and stuff. Like, I, I really love for this to tie back into at least the, the, the main DC universe with all the other characters. I'm figuring at some point it has to, even though we've kind of figured out this is more of an Earth 2 story. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, it kind of... Like, like from there, it, it kind of does in in the next book. Well, let's uh, talk about it. We have uh, Magic Mike. No, just kidding. It's Justice League. The new issue of Justice League is finally here. And this starts off the, uh, the Dark Side War, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, you have your ramifications from what happened with the Amazovirus and the world being different with, you know, some humans being left with superpowers. Um, and the one man watching it all is Metron. Who's like the, like the watcher of the Marvel universe is the guy who just observes everything. Correct. Yes. Every time he popped up in like old, uh, old DC stuff, I think it's so confused because I'm not f- super familiar with the new gods. Man. Oh man. If you ever want a mind trip, uh, just go back and read any of that old New God stuff because that is a obviously a, a universe of its own. Yeah. Um, it is mind blowing. So I mean, I read this and I was I was taken by it. Um, it's funny because Kotaku had an article where it's like DC kind of admits that they do too many reboots, and uh, it's Metron talking to um, to Darkseid, I think, and he's like, the world won't. Uh, the universe will not be able to stand another crisis, which is kind of like DC's favorite word for rebooting their universes. Uh, and so it kind of shows like all of them, all the different times that DC has really kind of revamped and, and rebooted their own universes. And I mean, it, it is a gorgeous two page spread that here spread. of uh, this is crisis, crisis on infinite earths. Okay. And then uh, it kind of shows the ones that come after that, yep. which was a zero, zero hour, and then Infinite Crisis, Flashpoint, and then finally they, they're, they're showing the, the new 52 universe. Uh, this is what I wanted Convergence to be. Like, I wanted them to be, like, referencing all these other, other, one, uh, other universes. Uh-huh. Uh, hold on. So, again, because of... You know their their stance now dropping the new fifty two title and stuff like that. They they even kind of say it here. Johns says, how does he put it? That you know the world is still so young, um, and it has yet to solidify. That that almost seems like like he's taking a jab at it, saying like you know look we did it. People people weren't happy, so now we have a chance to, to since it's not solidified it. to you know kind of reshape it in a way. Yeah. Um, and I think because of all that's going on and, and the changes that, that they're going forth with, um, him being, being able to reference all of this old stuff is what made it feel special again to me. Yeah, it definitely stood out in a big way to me, uh, that stuff. And I mean, the art's fantastic. Uh, who does, who does the art on this book? Oh, they always put it in the back. Yeah. Um, so basically this is leading up to the war and you have the reveal of of Darkseid's daughter, who also shows up in the Divergence uh, free, free comic, comic book day, day. Kind of her origin. That's Kevin Maguire. Yeah, so, and Phil Jimenez, two uh, two different artists on this book. Yeah. So if uh, 
if you're interested in old DC and like you kind of dropped off with the new 52, honestly, give give this a chance because this is gonna, I, I feel, bring a lot of people back into the fold that kind of wavered off of DC. Um, I think it's it's great and it, it warrants you know being picked up. Yep, I mean I, I I'm excited for this. Like just this issue, I wasn't really paying attention to the Dark Side War. Like I knew it was mm -hmm. coming, and I know of Dark Side. I haven't really read a ton of stuff with him. Um, I, I've stated that a bunch with the DC universe, but reading this, like it, it was like okay, there's there's a war brewing between Darkseid and and the Anti Monitor, and that's actually pretty interesting, and it's going to affect everything. So yeah, bring it on. Okay, so we'll end with two quickies. Um, about three or four weeks ago, we had uh, we had talked about. The We Can Never Go Home, the Black Mask book. Excellent. Which also, this coming Wednesday, uh, second printing of number one comes out. So if you were not able to find a first print, um, run to your shop and pick it up because that comes out and issue number two comes out. Uh, this is another one of their titles, uh, Mayday, and that came out this past week. I highly recommend that you pick this up because like, if you're a fan of... Uh, let's say Brubaker's Criminal or Casanova, Fractions Casanova, anything like that, uh, th this will kind of stoke you because it's got almost like a, a Tarantino-type vibe to it, you know, uh, mistaken identities, uh, killers on the loose. Uh, you have, you know, your, your two main leads in a position to where they they kind of fell into a spot where they're they're screwed basically and they need to get out of that i didn't read this yet and uh i'm going to borrow this and read this yeah definitely for the show yeah um i don't want to spoil too much on this because I, I definitely want want people to read it all right so try try and find it and uh you'll you'll be happy <laughs> last book we'll talk about is uh, silk number three yep uh silk is my favorite uh spider book that does not involve either Miles or Peter. Uh -huh. um, there's a, a lot of lady spider books out, I would say, right now, between Spider-Gwen, Spider-Woman, and Silk. Uh, Silk is my favorite out of the three, and it's the one that I was um, least expecting to grab me, I'll okay. say. I, I'm not sure if we've talked about it on the show before. No, we haven't. Uh, the art in this book is what makes it for me. It's different than anything else that Marvel's putting out right now. Um, who's the artist on Silk? Uh, Lee. Uh, okay. So again, sorry, we're we're terrible with names. Stacy Lee. Stacy Lee, and Robbie Thompson is is the writer here. Mm -hmm. um, if you've been following us, you know that we're big spider fans. Um, Silk got bitten uh, by the same uh, spider as Peter. We found that out in Original Sin, which seems like a like just a, like a stupid tie-in thing for an event. Actually, works out to be really cool. She's a big player in Spider Verse, and she's got her own book here. We're up to issue number three, and she's been learning how to be a hero uh, mm -hmm. to, to keep Spider-Verse from happening. She was locked up in a vault where she lived uh, like in an apartment-type setting for 10 years. Uh, she comes out, and her family's gone. Um, after the events of Spider-Verse, she's able to like rebuild her life but can't find her family. So it's her learning how to be a hero while also trying to you know readjust to living in society. Yeah. Uh, it has really great flashbacks uh, to life before. When the first couple of issues, you see her talking about family. In this issue, she's talking to Ezekiel, who puts her in the vault. 
Um, she has a run in with Black Cat. And like we said, like she's she's insanely strong and powerful. Like she could whip Peter around all day if she wanted to. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that she can. Um, so we see her taking on like C list villains, D list villains, F list villains, and, uh, you know, struggling to, to beat them, but also showing like a good amount of heart. Like that same type of heart that Peter would convey. Like, you know, not every guy who does bad things is actually a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I I thought it her. actually it actually just reminded me of the line in uh what's it called? Um Wreck It Ralph. Just because I'm bad guy doesn't mean I'm bad guy. <laughs> yeah, uh I mean she she definitely shows compassion and uh you know tries to rehabilitate uh the the people that that she's taking down. Taking down, yeah. So she runs into Black Cat and things don't go that well for her. Um and Black Cat has just like jumped jumped over the line into supervillain mode, which you've been, you know, if you've been following amazing Spider-Man, you, you've seen that. Uh, but, you know, she gets handed, her ass handed to her. And it's about, you know, her licking her wounds and coming back to fight another day. Uh-huh. So I, that's the one thing that kind of bothered me about the whole Superior Spider-Man thing is, like, Felicia has known Peter for so long, so long, that... Why would she not believe him? I don't know that you know story. I mean, story convenience. No, I I know that, but that that kind of that, that yeah one I was, sucky thing to me. I was never a big fan of that whole thing where she turns on Peter. Like it just that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh-huh. You know, eventually it's gonna flip around. She's gonna come back around on it. Um, but for now, like hey, it, it gives her another chance to 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 try something different than doing something different with Black Hat. And I I liked seeing her here. Like you know, I I want to see her. If she's going to be the new kingpin or whatever, you know, new boss of crime, let her show up in other books. You know, still, if you know, if Matt ever comes back to uh, to New York, let her, let her, let her be involved in that book. If she's going to be a villain, hey, let her spread out through other books. Um, But Silk is a is a book that I've been able to turn a couple of people on to. Um, It's like one of those surprises for me. Like if we had a list of like surprises of the year, Silk would be on there. Excellent. So that was a big week. I mean, there was a ton of books that we didn't even have time to talk about. Um, And uh, I love weeks like this where there's so much to talk about. Well, that's the thing is Free Comic Book Day. The week before Free Comic Book Day is usually the biggest release week for for comics because they know people are coming into the store. Um, And that's why you had about four or five Marvel books that were $5. You had four books from dc that were five dollars big image book as well seven dollars yeah so so the the publishers are pumping out these big money books because they're gonna have fresh faces in the store yeah so i mean it being free comic book day um please if you're going into a shop to grab some issues buy something you know it's 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 the, those free comic book days are uh issues are free to you but not free to the stores that buy them so definitely if you're in there hey Grab something. Grab something that interests you. Start with something. Our recommendation would probably be Invincible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely support your LCS for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's going to do it for us uh, this week. Um, we'll do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, you can find us over at Backup Stories on Twitter. Uh, my personal uh, Twitter account is at Jorok, J-O-R-O-A-K. And I am at Dusk1020. Rob and I are on uh, Talking Games, uh, which you can find at Talking underscore Games uh, each week. Uh, this week, it was just uh, Jackie, you, and myself. Steve wasn't there. Um, we talked about a lot. So we talked about a lot of games that we were like interested in playing, a lot Correct, of upcoming yeah. games. A lot of trailers came out in the last week, so be sure to check that out. 
uh, you can download an audio version of this show on the new uh, Talking Comics special edition feed, where you could also download um, Bobby's uh, Comics and Coffees as well. So if you do that, we would appreciate it. Um, review. Um, let us know how we're doing. Uh, that would be super helpful to us as well. We're yep. constantly trying to get better. If you look like on the iTunes feed or Stitcher or anything,